0: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark.
1: Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It is Taylor Swift's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined as always, the Patrick to my SpongeBob, Chad yes. Sowash is Hello. in the house. We are here live Hello, at Patrick. TA Week from the Qualify booth. And I am just happy to welcome Carrie Corcoran to the show. She is founder of Carrie Cares Employment Brand Consulting. What a welcoming employment branding kind of business name. I like that. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy already.
2: It does. So, you know, I had to incorporate the care in my logo because. I manage with heart and humor.
0: Because Carrie gives a shit was taken. I, what I right? <laughs>
1: Carrie That was taken. Was yes. taken. That was taken. I did look for that. <laughs> Most of our listeners won't know you. Give us a Twitter bio about you as the person, then we'll dig into the business stuff.
2: Okay. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Living on Tulsa time. With my husband Sean and my and our French bulldog cosmopolitan girl.
1: Cosmopolitan what? Is it Cosmo for Short?
0: Cosmo for short.
2: Okay.
1: I like it. Cosmopolitan girl. Okay.
0: I'm a dog guy. So I love me some cosmopolitan girl.
1: Peepers needs some cosmo time at some point. (laughs) Can we schedule a play date in Tulsa one of these days?
0: Absolutely. She will
2: probably ignore any dog that comes in front of her, but you can try.
0: I don't think Peepers has the ticker for that anymore. No, so you should not. probably pull back from that.
1: He does not.
2: <laughs> I don't think Cosmo does either.
1: <laughs> well, maybe it'll work out. So, <laughs> What's the state of employment branding is maybe a better...
2: Ooh, that's a loaded question. I think that too many companies do not appreciate the value of what employer brand can bring and what it can do for their company. I mean, when done right, it aids in retention, it also aids in attraction, and it can also aid in a company's bottom line. So when you have those three things that you do well, you're going to be more successful and you're going to have hopefully happier people, happier happier employees. And so many executives are ignoring it right now and they're cutting employer brand people, left and right, and recruitment marketing.
0: Why are they ignoring it? You said that last, that number three bullet that i hardly ever hear from talent acquisition professionals so why are they not focusing on their brand
2: so i think it could be a couple of different reasons potentially perhaps talent acquisition doesn't own the employer brand and uh-huh. marketing is running the employer brand uh-huh. and talent acquisition as a stakeholder which has many challenges in and of itself and you know it can sit in different areas but From my experience, it's always worked best under talent acquisition. Uh And honestly, they may not have the right people trying to build their employer brand. They may not be strategic enough. They may not have the right experience. And you have to continually educate people across the company what employer brand is and why they should give a shit.
0: Well, you said... Bottom line, though, and we hardly ever hear. Show me the money. People in TA because the CEOs, the entire C suite, the the board, they care about the bottom line. But we don't talk about that. We talk about all the warm and fuzzy and fluffy stuff, and and maybe even you know time to hire and those things that they don't care about. It's true because we're not tying it to bottom line. That was your third bullet. That to me stands out. So what do you do to be able to help your clients? Just companies all over to better understand that we have to tie to that bottom line. How do you, how do you do that?
2: That's a, a great question. Um, I haven't quite figured all of that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, i was just being honest. Um, from the
0: outside looking in, it's not easy. It's right? not easy. But being no. on the inside, it's a little bit easier because you have those connections. Right. You can chat with the CRO and the CMO and see what really matters to them. Exactly. And how they know that they're. Impacting the bottom line, right?
2: And the challenge too is how do you measure that it is giving you a better ROI yeah. or that it that it is effective besides just looking at the talent acquisition data, which as you know, metrics suck yeah. and you can't <laughs> tie anything together because systems don't talk to one another. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's a very hard use case to prove and educating from the highest level down. Yeah is of critical importance. And if you don't have buy-in from the top down, most likely it's not going to be very successful.
0: Yeah, which is why they're getting cut.
2: Right.
1: What's your read on the pandemic's impact on employer branding? My own perspective is when everyone's in the office, you can feel the culture. You look at it every day. You can feel it. When everyone's at home working, it becomes harder to justify why are we doing things that are culture-based? Why are we building a brand when everyone's at home? What's your take on that? Because I believe it's more important than ever because people are isolated at home. A solid brand is what's going to keep them engaged more than just being an island at home. Your thoughts? So
2: I've been remote working for probably the past four years. And I, I do think that It's important to have face-to-face connection and interaction maybe once a quarter with your team or maybe it's a company all hands or something like that where you really bring everybody in together and they're able to network and build those relationships with one another. Uh I do think that this is where companies are not doing connecting well and building connection among their employees and building that community. And that's very hard to do virtually and there aren't many companies that, that do it well. But I don't think that you're less productive when you are working virtually. Right. And with all of these, you know, Fortune 500, 100, bringing people back to the office now, people are saying, "I'm not coming back to the office." <laughs> no, I've been working the, you know, for the past three years, I've been working from home. Yeah,
0: it's been okay then. Why not now? It was
2: fine now. So, yeah. so what's the big deal? Yeah. And I think people are waking up to the fact that. Like, I'm not going to do what you want just because you want me back in the office. Right. And maybe they won't quit immediately, but they're going to look for something else. And it's it's bad for retention.
0: So all autonomy is what I'm hearing, right? That can be a big part of your employer brand. And when you lose that. Yes. That could prospectively really Dramatically impact your employer brand, right?
2: I believe so. Okay, definitely. Okay.
0: Do you think we will see that with a lot of these big brands who are forcing employees back into the office? Do you think we will see that a lot of the the uh, the, the talent who wants to they want to be treated like adults they're going to go to different brands. They, they don't need to work at a Goldman Sachs. They can work somewhere else.
2: I think we will see an exodus. I don't think that it's going to happen immediately. I mean it has already started happening I think in certain aspects uh. where you know maybe someone's like worked for a Fortune 500 or 100. And they're like, "Hey, I've never worked for a startup before. Maybe I want to go do that route uh. instead and try something different." Yeah. So, I think it's already starting to happen, but you know, people have to have an income and they have to provide for their basic needs and while they have that
0: they're looking for they're something looking else they're looking for yeah, something yeah.
2: else but they're not going to quit gotcha and potentially not have anything lined up i yeah. mean unless you're in a dual income family yeah not a lot of people can do that
0: but well, we've seen research actually pop out this week that uh demonstrated that they believe people are going to stay put in 2024 but that doesn't mean that they're not looking right their eyes are wide open but they're going to stay put because they're looking for that that stability. And maybe 2025, next thing you know, we we see job hopping supreme.
2: So I, I think the next thing that people are going to look for is, am I serving my purpose? And what is that purpose?
0: Instead of the company's purpose, you're Correct. focused more on... And because as we grew up and the boomers raised us, yep. we were focused on what is the company's purpose right? right not really our purpose right. what's, so you, much.
2: what's the company's mission the yes. values yes. and no but i think now there's more of a collective consciousness and a raising of that where people are saying what is my purpose and does this job align yeah. to what i am truly what i should be doing yeah or is it getting me cl- closer to my purpose and what that looks like
0: feels very gen z does yeah. it not
1: it does What's your take on technology's role in all of this? On one hand, ghosting is a huge issue. So automation, chat technologies can kind of get out of the ghost category, but also it's replacing people to do the work that technology is doing. What's your take? Is technology a good thing or bad thing for an employment brand?
2: Oof, I think technology is a double-edged sword. Why I say that is you still you're always gonna want and need the human in human relations in employer brand in recruitment marketing the companies that have that human touch are going yeah. to be more successful it's in with the title candidates exactly <laughs> like keep the freaking human in hr yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i do think that technology plays a role and it certainly can help with making things more efficient yeah Most companies maybe utilize five percent of technology when they purchase it. Yes. When it may be capable of 80% more Mm -hmm. than what they're looking at. And I'm really bad at math. So I don't know if that (laughs) added up to a hundred. You're a brand person. It's okay. (laughs) You're okay. (laughs) And with chat GPT, I mean, I'm sorry, like if I can do a project in five minutes using chat GPT and instead of spending two hours on it. Oh yeah. I mean, that's efficiency, and I'm all about, like, making it as easy as possible. Do you feel
0: like it's going to get more vanilla, though? Kind of like uh, adult contemporary radio in the 80s. Everything on the radio sounded the exact same, right? Do you think it's going to be kind of like the same thing? Well, everything on the news sounds the
2: exact same, so... <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> Are you saying they're using ChatGPT and, and BARD uh, to do these things? Well, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be either, yes. Uh, you know, I forgot the question, so.
1: <laughs> Let me pivot to this real quick. I'm always fascinated by the generational divides of what people think are important. And Chad mentioned, you know, Gen X, rub some dirt on it and get back out there versus the millennials and the Gen, uh, Gen Zs are coming up. How do you think as an employment brand expert, the generations uh, are separate or how we should be thinking about the generations in different ways?
2: So I think, I mean, because I am over 50 and I am Gen X, I believe that there's a huge gap with discrimination for the over 50. And we have so much knowledge and value that we can bring to a company. But because they always say, oh, they're too much money, we don't want to pay them to do that. Well, would you rather pay someone more money And have faster results, or would you rather just have someone figure it out themselves who's, no offense, like, you know, 25, 26 years old out of college, and it takes them a year.
0: Yeah. You're going to need two or three of those individuals to actually do what one, let's say, Gen X or somebody who has more experience, right? Connections, those types of things.
2: Right. So there's certainly a different divide so the millennials maybe they want more they're more interested in working for innovative companies Uh or having a real impact on you know how can i help change the world by working for a company and things like that Uh so there's definitely a divide there with gen z i mean i'm petrified to death of tiktok (laughs) it is a way to reach them but
0: it's amazing (laughs) you should try it out you gotta embrace it oh yeah you
1: gotta embrace it. The,
0: the best 30 minutes of my day
2: is one, on TikTok. Uh, one, <laughs> one day.
1: <laughs> that is Carrie Cochran, everybody, with the Carrie Cares Employment Brand Consulting, Consulting Business. For those that want to connect with you, learn more about your company, Carrie, where would you send them?
2: I would send them to LinkedIn. Look for Carrie Corcoran, Carrie Cares Employer Brand. And I also have a YouTube channel oh, where at you. I have many educational videos out there. Nice. Curry Care's employment brand on YouTube as well.
1: Love it. That is one in the can from the TA Tech Week conference live from the Qualify booth. We out. We out.
3: Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant.